Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blue Moon. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair. And two guests with me this week. I've got uh, View from a Blue, Stephen Allwise. Hello, hello. And top journalist and author, Stuart Brodkin. Hello. Uh, first of all, a very happy Blue Year to all City fans. 2016, a year, of course, where we're going to win four trophies. Exactly. More of that later. Yes. Uh, can we start, gentlemen, please, with the, the Watford win? Uh, and winning ugly, that's what champions are all around. Yeah, there's winning ugly and there's winning like we did at Watford. I mean, you got two get-out-of-jail cards, which we played brilliantly, two fantastic goals, but the performance was possibly one of the worst of the season up till the 82nd minute, I think. But cracking goals. Fantastic yeah, I know, but goals. that doesn't paper over the cracks. We won Watford. three points. I know we won, but we, we want more. We, we need more. We, sh- we expect more. I know it's, it's a measure of how, how far we've gone, but I'm sure, you know... Stephen, it was awful. Steve will, will it, it was awful for, for what, was 80, awful. 80 minutes? It was pretty awful for 80 minutes? And we were awful for 80 minutes against Arsenal and then yeah. responded well in the last 10 minutes but gave ourselves too much to do. We were awful against Stoke, we were awful <laughs> against Arsenal, we were awful against Watford, we were fairly average against Leicester. We were awful against Spurs. Liverpool. And Liverpool, and, and we've got bailed out by two very good goals, but it shouldn't paper, paper over the cracks. We, I think fans accept we were poor, but the worrying thing for me is that there doesn't seem to be an improvement. It seems to be the same issues that we see game after game after game. And at some point, perhaps this might be the catalyst that that turns it around and the players recognise that we were awful and didn't deserve to win. And this maybe just sparks us into life. But something needs to happen because we're not going to be bailed out every week like that. Um, um, we'll go back to the game and talk about some of the specifics. But, but, you know, but why do we need to go behind before we show some fight? What, what, what's your view, Stuart? We shouldn't, we shouldn't. I mean, we should be going, playing like we did in the last 10 at, at the Emirates, playing like we did in the last 10 at, um, at Watford. For 90 minutes, we haven't produced a 90-minute 
consummate performance for I can't remember the last time. It, not against a decent team anyway. In a sense, Maybe it, Chelsea. It, in a sense, it doesn't even need to be for ninety minutes. If we no. play at our best in the first half against teams, no disrespect to your Stokes and Leicesters and, and Watfords, we'll win the game by half time, and then you can conserve your energy and coast yeah. in the second half. But we do start slowly. I think it was. Joe Hart actually after the Swansea game said he doesn't understand why we need to be poked before we, we burst yeah. into life and, and he's right do we, do, we do respond well when we're a goal down with 10 minutes to go and there's a sense of urgency but before then it, it's just slow and predictable and, and it, it's strange why we don't start quicker and who do you blame then? So, so let's just start with it. We'll come back to the negatives and two fantastic goals. I've got some thoughts on that. But, but talking about... Because it's not just the Watford, as, we, as we've said before. There are so many games that you've already mentioned where we don't start quickly enough, we don't start well enough. With, with the wealth of talent that we've got, that's the issue. We've got some of the best players on the planet who just don't play. So, so who's to blame then? Who, where well, where think, would you start? I think ultimately it rests with the manager. I think the manager's got to fire the team up or whoever's you know, in the dressing room speaking to them beforehand. They've got to go out onto that pitch thinking, we've got to win this game. We've got to start quickly. We've got to score goals in the early part of the game. So then, like Steve says, we can relax a little bit. You can never really relax in the Premier League unless you're three or four up. But why don't they go out on the pitch and say... This is our game. We're going to win this. They don't. They just sort of play in a relaxed, often arrogant style, I think, sometimes. The manager, presumably, in the dressing room is the last one who speaks to them and should get them going and should have them pumped up and ready to go. But also, on the pitch, the players should realise, you know, they're not kids who we've plucked from the reserves last week. They're seasoned internationals. They've won the Premier League before. They should be good enough and, and experienced enough to know that if they give their all for 45 minutes, and move, you know, someone like Yaya, and I'm not going to turn this into a, a half an hour dig at Yaya, <laughs> but he, along with someone like Silva, is arguably the player who sees the most of the ball. And when we control games, it goes through Yaya. If he moved the ball quicker and pushed us forward, not desperately, we don't need to be frenetic in the first half, but if we play as we can... Then in the second half, he can ease off and save his legs. According to my paper, he won man of the match. Well, I think he did deserve it. <laughs> no, it's. I agree. That, but, but that's so. one of the cases where you score a good goal and you therefore. Yeah, loads play of shots on target. Arsenal, I think there are a few journalists after the game who said he was brilliant. Well, he, he was wasn't. brilliant for 10 minutes, but. When, you, when you're awful for 80 minutes, it doesn't help. I, I recognise that the manager has a role to play, I'm, but, but, but once they cross that white line, it's down to the players. Can, can I just bring up the Vincent word again, uh, just before, b- before we move on, someone who actually wasn't on the pitch? It, 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 is he really that important to the side? Yeah. Where, where, you I think he is. I think he's, he's such a leader on I the pitch. I think he's got that. Man City you know, blood in his veins, blue blood in his veins. I think he's a great leader on the pitch, a great organiser of the defence. There's no leadership on the pitch at the moment. Toro is the nominal captain. What's he doing? You never see him shouting at anybody or pushing people up or back or but anything. Hart might be a better captain in my Hart, opinion. you can see on all the tunnel cam videos that City do, yeah. really G's them up. Yeah. As they're walking out to the pitch, he's shouting at them. But he can only do so much. Company, if he's playing, he can only do so much from centre-back. It's when you're on the ball in those attacking positions, you've got to actually play with a bit of fire and, and look to create, not just be so passive. 
But if you go through the side then and, and say harshly, defensively we're looking awful at the moment, certainly at centre-back and definitely at left-back, which we'll, I'm sure we'll come back to. We've said midfield, you know, Yaya's a lazy git, I said that last week. And up front, we're not exactly firing all cylinders. We certainly, apart from the Watford game, have struggled to score, certainly away from home, to score any goals. Why aren't we on, in relegation trouble on, those, on what you've just announced, you know, just said? Well, we're three, we're three points. We're three points off the off top. The top yeah, which, is, which is ridiculous. It's, it's been a it's, crazy season. It's a fair season. question, because yeah. over the last six, seven games, the last two months... I think we've won three, drawn two, lost four. That's, and of the losses, humiliate, humiliated yeah, by Liverpool, yeah. humiliated by Stoke, poor against Arsenal. It's, it's not great form. So, yeah, we're, we're I mean, near one, the top one, of the to league. Answer the question, one, to answer the question, one of the reasons is that it's the most open Premier League yeah. uh, title fight than there's been for, for years. It's going to be won probably by the lowest point. So someone's and going to lose seven Ar- or eight Arsenal points. Arsenal looked, looked really strong against us. You'd have said... Right, they're, they're a powerful team, strong at the back, good going forward. The next week they go and lose 4-0 against Southampton, who themselves then go and lose the week after. It's a season yeah. like that where no side's going to run away with it. And United have been awful, the quality of football, but they're still you know, up and around there. <laughs> Liverpool were brilliant against us and then have been poor since. Been poor yeah. since. Yeah. It, it's just one of those years where everyone... No one's performing at their best. Well, let's go back to the Watford game because I'm keen to cover, cover that just for, for a number of reasons. And starting with the negatives, if I could start with our left back, who I thought had what in the old days they used to call a stinker. He was woeful. Yeah, the, the one thing you expect from Kolarov, we know he's defensively all over the place it, and he loves to go forward. And the one thing you expect is a quality of ball into the box that, that is dangerous but he didn't deliver that. And when you combine that with the fact we were targeted down our left and Kolarov was out of position and Mangala gets dragged easily out of position, it Watford clearly targeted us, as you would if you're an opposition team playing against City. You, you look for our weaknesses and Mangala and Kolarov next to each other scream out weakness. Kolarov had a poor game. You can see the attraction in playing him because when we control the ball and, and look to create... If you give him space out wide, generally, to be fair to him, his ball into the box is good. But in a game like that, I was surprised not to see Clichy start. Yeah. yeah. But you were saying before we came on air, Stuart, that, yeah. that at right back, Sanya's had probably one of his best I thought, games. I thought he's had a decent season and I thought that was his best game. And I thought he was man of the match by, by a long way. And he just kept running and um, he was very... Um, you know, important in that, you know, he crossed the ball for Aguero. It was a great cross. Um, and I think he's, he's a good player. Uh, he doesn't get a lot of credit. He's a bit of an unsung hero, I think. But I think he's a very, very useful player. I think he's, he's probably been one of the top three yeah. or four players of the season so far for us. Arguably, he's better defensively than Zabaleta. Doesn't lunge into yeah. tackles so mm. readily. Doesn't give away so many fouls around the box. He's... I don't think he's as good going forward. I don't think we have as much of a consistent threat from him down that right. But then he can go and produce a ball like that for Aguero. Great yeah. header and we win the game. I think Hart picked him out after the game as, as one of the key performers. I'd agree with that. I think he's been excellent. And what about... Uh, I'm not going to mention Otamendi. I've just mentioned him. He, he <laughs> didn't look that bad, I thought. I, mean, I suppose you, Mangala, as ever, looked... The athlete that you always describe him as, but not necessarily the footballer yeah, that he should he's, be. Yeah, he's played 
that was his, I think, 50 or 51st game for the club. 50th Does, it was. Doesn't, doesn't seem any improved from, no. from the early days. I, I imagine he'll be gone in the summer. Otamendi looks okay. I think he's done fairly well in his City career so far. Again, he's another one who's quite aggressive, does always try and pinch the ball from the striker and will give away free kicks, and I'm sure get his fair share of cards over a season. But I, I don't think it's particularly helpful for him to settle in alongside Mangala because he's constantly having to accept extra responsibility. You've got a different view of Otamendi. I don't think is good enough. Certainly Mangala's not good enough. If we could do a sort of, you know, buy one, get one free at the end of the season, get rid of them both. I just don't think they're up to it. I think companies, you know, without company, we look terrible, but they're not, they're not the answer. In all they're of the, really not you, the answer. In all of this, our Portuguese scout needs to be questioned, yes. having brought us <laughs> yes. Javi Garcia, Mangala and Fernando. Absolutely. And David Silva. Not from <laughs> Portugal. <laughs> is he near Spanish? Sp- is he? It's near Spain. The <laughs> next door. He must do. When he's over there, he must do the same. Surely, he doesn't. Absolutely. We don't get a second no, but, one for Spain. Surely. No, but I think you know, Mangala hasn't improved an iota. His positional sense is dreadful. Um, he's just not good enough for the Premier League. He's certainly not good enough for a top three or four team. And Otamendi is is too impetuous. He lunges in all the time. I don't think his positional sense is much better either. But that. It's an area moving forward that will be of concern to us because yes. Demichelis will leave at the end of the season. Yep. Yep. Solid as a fourth choice and has, I think, done an excellent job at City overall, but will leave. Mangala will surely go. Yep. Nowhere near good enough. Company will miss half a season. So do we get Denea back, do we then? Presumably Denea, who's played six games for Galatasaray. So every City fan on Twitter will... We'll talk to you about how incredible Denier is and what a brilliant star he'll be. He's had one season at Celtic and six games in Turkey. Let's not make him out to be the new John Terry or Vidic. (laughs) We need to buy buy. in that position, definitely. Maybe even two centre-backs. Yeah. You know, we must have the money. Let's go for it, you know. We've spent a lot on the badge, to be fair. But we, we've bought, left, just, just one thing on centre-backs, we've bought... You don't want to talk about the new, badge, do you, Steve? We've bought a new centre-back every season since we brought Vincent Company, <laughs> And that goes back to Ben Haim and Lescott, Savic, Colo Torre. Yeah. And all, and all since Nastasic, who we... Nastasic was great. We bought him for 12 million as an unknown 19-year-old. He was excellent in his first season for us. And then we sold him for 6 million and brought Mangala for 42 so someone's messed up at the back completely there. And <laughs> um, we've bought a centre-back every single summer. So um, who do you fancy then? You must have... You, you, you scour the uh, Europe, <laughs> both of you. I know you're experts. We, you know, not. <laughs> we need, listen, nor am I, but we definitely need at least, at least one centre-back, surely. I think the style think is two, important because both company and Otamendi, who, when they're fit, will be our first choice. Both of them like to push out. Both of them like to be aggressive. You probably need someone in a similar style to Lescott or Demichelis when they're at their best, who's a bit calmer, stays in position, can organise a back four. My dad is convinced, and you were on the show with him last week, is absolutely convinced that, that company's finished. He reckons he's got serious problems and he's not going to come back. He's, we don't, he's we don't know, but it's, it's well, possible. Well, you, know, you possible. heard it here first. It's possible, yeah. Jeffrey Rothband says he's not well, coming back. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's the type of character company who could lessen his intensity levels... You know, yeah. if he didn't train during the week and just played, could he cope? I'd, I'd, we, what we don't know is the cause of all these recurring injuries. Yeah. 
is it a case of him just pushing himself and he's you know he's desperate to come back too soon and he's desperate to prove that he is still let's one not, of the best in the league. Let's not focus too much at the back because I think we've done that on previous weeks. I'm keen to move into midfield if we can because there are a couple of interesting characters there as well. Um, can we start with Sterling? And we can start with his hair if you like because new new hairdo, very smart. New hairdo, all, all the money in the world and, and that is what he does to his hair. It's sad. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... I quite like it. Is well, he you'd love is he to a, have that much hair. I'd, I'd love to, absolutely. <laughs> he's got more hair on his face than you have on your head. Okay. okay. Very personal. No, no, Very he's personal. meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> but, you but know, he's a young lad. He can do what he likes. It's, you know, Sterling, fashion statement. I think yeah. Sterling is the sort of player who is, 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 is really still learning. You know, I mean, he's only, what is he, 21, 22? 21. Um, he gets a lot of stick on every single ground he plays on. Why? Let's just and, what, what, and he gets why? a lot of stick at the Etihad from but, our fans. But why? Why is that's just? And this is, I don't know why. On social media. Why? What is it? A young lad yes. who wants to improve himself. Yes. If there was, I don't know, an engineer or a doctor or someone working in retail who, who wants to you know, move up the ladder and go to another organisation to, to improve themselves and to get more money for them family, for their future. What's wrong with doing that? But you know that that's not how it works that's in the, football. It's the age of football fandom that we're in. Del- I think it's something to do with City. Because Delph, Delph, you were going to say Delph. That was different, to be fair. He was staying. I love this club, Aston Villa. You know, Aston yeah, Villa till I die. And a minute later, he's going transfers. off to City. What has happened with these transfers is a player has moved to another club where they think they will have more chance of being successful now yes they get more but money that's the in same that, in retail in co- medicine of in, in, yeah, in that's, that is why it's hard but to understand fans. sterling has moved from liverpool to city because he's got more chance of winning trophies benteke has moved from aston villa to liverpool because he's got he thinks he has more chance of being successful every club does it for some reason... Why are they booing Sterling, Delph Stuart? has moved from Villa so, to avoid playing in the Championship. But why do they do it? It's, it's human nature to, that people are jealous. You know, he's a young boy, he's getting bucket loads of money, and every time he gets beaten, you know, in a tackle, they jeer him. You know, when he walks on the pitch, they do. Every team has something against him. I don't know why, but they do. And how would you rate his performance sort of in the first half of the season at City then? Still Just, learning. He needs to... He needs to muscle up a bit. He's in a 50-50 situation. He's useless. He backs off. Um, he's not afraid to get tackled. You know, people put him down all the time, and he knows that's going to happen. But when, when he's chasing a ball with a keeper coming out, he's not interested. He's nowhere, he near, small, nowhere near the finished article no. yet. But and, and you can easily pick up on his, his areas to improve. The, I don't think he's direct enough. I don't think he uses his left foot enough when he's one-on-one with a defender you just wish he'd take him on and, and put the ball across but you have to remember how young he is he's just turned 21 and because of the injuries we've had in attacking areas this season he's pretty much played every game that he's been available for he'd benefit I'm sure from being taken out the side for a couple of games and brought on and out but he's done okay I think we all recognize his huge potential there but he's an investment for, for the next 10 years. We're not going to see the best of a 21-year-old Raheem Sterling this season. And De Bruyne, then? He's... Uh, Brilliant. Quality. We like him, don't and... we? <laughs> we like him a lot, don't we? Have we have nothing to say about De Bruyne. He's just brilliant. I mean, he has his lapses. He gives the ball away. He wasn't great bit. against Watford, to be fair. He didn't have his best game, did he? OK, no, he didn't. But um, he's not afraid to, you know, to get in there and, and you know... 
He's one of those again who who looks like he he wants to do something every time he's on the ball. He's not just going to get the ball and give it away to someone else and and shirt responsibility. He tries to make things happen. So what about Silva? He's been disappointing, hasn't he, the last couple of weeks? What, what's gone yeah. wrong there? Had a bit of an injury, he's come back, he's not sort of, he doesn't seem to be firing all cylinders either. Yeah, it, not the team's right. not playing well and, and yeah. when Silva's at his best, City play well because he's such an important player. But just one of those things, I think he's probably not quite 100%. Nor is Aguero, in my opinion. He's, he's a bit 80% maybe. I mean, he scored a great goal, but what else did he do? Not, not a great deal. And he looked a little bit off, off the pace, you know, he's... Um, He's usually very, very sharp in the penalty area, but he was, he was just delaying for a second or two, and that's all you need to miss, miss out on a chance or for the defender to get his foot in. Can I go... We're obviously... We're sort of talking about... So there's almost a sort of a half-term report here that we're going through. Yeah. But just sort of going back to the Watford game as part of this review, I think we talked about the manager maybe not getting them fired up and not getting them in the right frame of mind before the game. But you've got to give them some credit for those substitutions because yeah. that did change the game, didn't it? I, I didn't thought, like the idea of Fernandinho play, playing centre-back. That I scared, thought, I scared thought he, me. But, I thought he was bringing Bonnie on to replace Mangala directly. Yeah. To play him at <laughs> centre-back. I thought it was a great move, or would have been. Yeah. But, you know... It was the first time in a while, the first time that I can remember, Pellegrini has not made a predictable sub. Yeah. The amount of times where he's taken Sterling off and put Navas on, or taken Bonnie off and put Aguero on... Fernandinho and Delph it, it's very much like for like in a hope that the personnel it's almost relying on individual quality rather than a change in the team but the, I thought it was a very good sub it, it forced us forward by playing a, a small lightweight central midfielder at centre back <laughs> and, and pushing two strikers on and he had Silver and De Bruyne and De Bruyne got more influential as well he was yeah. pushed out wide to the left and he had more space rather than being crowded in the middle Bonnie, I quite like Bonnie. I'm not sure he did a huge amount, but it was his presence. And it's something we've seen a number of times recently that as soon as you have two men in the box, you're going to create chances rather than Aguero or Bonnie on their own and defenders can mark them and clear the ball. By having another couple of bodies in there, you get the rebounds, you draw defenders out from where they want to be. Fair play to Pellegrini, it was a good sub. Does anybody think Bonnie is an upgrade on Dzeko? Absolutely. Similar scoring ratio and far better in open play. You don't, Stuart. Look, disagree. I disagree, but I mean... I, I, so give us know, the I case... Sorry for, for Bonnie. I give us the sorry. case for Jekko. I don't think... Pardon? Give us the case for Jekko, then. Why is well, Jekko... I, no, I, so, I, I agree no, with no, Stephen. No, no, I'm not saying Jekko was a great player. I don't think he was good enough either, although right. he scored some very, very good goals for us. And some important goals. When we goals. needed to. When we needed to score. But overall, he, he wasn't... He wasn't up to it in my book. And I don't think Bonnie is either. I don't think he's any better or any worse than Dzeko. And his control is not great. Um, he's a bit, you know, he's not, his balance isn't good. Yeah, but he's a different type of player, isn't he? You're used to the Silvers and Aguero. And... Do we need a player like that in I think we do. I think we do yeah, in certain I, I situations. I don't think every player I think, can be the same. I think we do need that. You know, he's strong, he's big, you know, you can, he holds the ball up well. You know, I, think, I think he does things that other players don't necessarily do. I'm not sure he's good enough to be the second striker yeah. in a team that With should Aguero be challenging for the Champions yeah. League yeah. and Premier yeah, that's League. That's what I'm saying. But that, that's not his fault. It's the fault of Pellegrini and director of football and the hierarchy in charge of signing players that we've been left with Aguero, who misses a third of the season, Bonnie, a kid in Kelechi, Sterling, Pellegrini would argue, can play there. I like Bonnie. I think he has certain qualities that, that can be used to complement our other attacking players, but fans expect a direct 
Aguero replacement and no one is that replacement. No, nobody can do that. But I just think he's a little bit out of his depth in that forward line. Can I, as part team. of this review of our Watford game yes. and our half-term report, can I just throw one other name on the table as well, who always gets interesting press from the City fans and, and the press alike, and that is Jesus Navas, who, again, was another substitute who you could argue made a difference, you know, and, and that run down the right, to be fair, yep. to, to Sanya to, yep, to, yep. to wing it in, and we'll come on to those goals separately in a second, you know, made a difference. Defensively, I've said often, is brilliant. I think he works really hard coming back, not why we've put him on the pitch, but he is a bit one-dimensional. He's, he's one of those players, in my eyes, that when he's on the pitch, you wish he was on the bench because he frustrates you. <laughs> and when he's on the bench, you wish he was on the pitch because you think he's something different. It's a rare type of player. It's a rare quality for a player to have. He's, he's incredibly frustrating. We know how quick he is. We know he can beat a man. But the amount of times he stutters on that right wing, yeah. he beats a man and then stops and lets the defender get back into position... If, if you just told him, told him, all you have to do, all I want you to do is get to the byline and put a crossing quickly. I'm sure he's been told that before. I'm sure he's been told, but it, <laughs> I, I think the one thing he lacks, and I, I'll say this about a lot of players, possibly Bonnie as well, he has no football brain whatsoever. Correct. He's got speed, he can beat a man, he can he's sometimes He's won the World Cup, he's a Span- Spanish international who's won the I World Cup. I don't care, Cup. he's got no brain. He's got no football brain. He might have a brain, you know, for the rest of his life or whatever else he does, but he has no footballing brain. And that's very, very important. You can have an average sort of player with a great football brain who'd make a better contribution to a team than someone like Navas. I like him. I think he defends. He's not scared. Um, he's got tremendous pace, as we've always said, but end product, lacking. Is, no goals either. Is, is he a goals. better option than James Milner? No. Yes. <laughs> I thought I thought you were just arguing the case for a player with a, an excellent football. Brain. So you, sorry, you reckon he's better than is a better option than? No, Milner. sorry, I thought no, 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 I misheard you. But no, and Mil, I would. I, why you'd have you got Milner, rid of yeah, Milner, Milner ahead of Navas? Yeah. I think we'd all, we'd all yeah. agree with yeah. that. Does well defensively, as you've said, Nigel, yes. but he's not. But in that's the team. not what he's there he's for. He's not is in the it? team to be a defensive winger. No, he's not. I'd like to talk about these two goals, if I can, uh, because, you know, it, they were very special. And I think, you know, I, I, I tweeted at half-time from the City podcast saying, no quality on either side, uh, which is the word that just kept ringing in my ears the whole of the first half. You know, people giving the ball away. It, it, it just was lacking in quality. And suddenly we then had two amazing bits of quality. Um, you know, I think 156 seconds apart. Um, so the, the first one, well, I mean... There's, Yaya, an, ar- there's a, an argument, though, for saying that that's why you pack your team with these world-class stars because however poor they've been for 89 minutes, in that 90th minute they can produce something like that. Yeah. And when <clears throat> it doesn't matter to a degree if Silva's off form and De Bruyne's off form and Aguero's off form, if Yaya can do something like that and then Aguero... For me, the header was very similar to the one he scored against Chelsea in the FA Cup semi-final where he's arching backwards and it's sort of yeah. looped towards the back post. Well, I think that a couple of people have commented on that goal. For myself, it reminded me of John Mackin's winner in the game at Spurs when we were 3-0 down at half-time, yeah. down to 10 men, Joey Barton got sent off and Mackin scored uh, that, that winner. Very, very similar. Got down the right, crossed it and again arching back. And uh, Joe Doherty's dad. Do you remember the other three City goal scorers in that game? Quick quiz question. Oh, um, um, uh, Sean Wright-Phillips. Sean Wright-Phillips. Offside, he made it was three offside. all. Yeah, uh, the other one was a, was a, a foreigner, one oh, of the yeah, foreigners, yeah. Uh, midfielder. Dutch. Yeah, uh, um, exactly, and that's what I'm Paul thinking of. Bosfeld. Bosfeld. Well, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, and the other did, one was, was a defender. Yeah, Distan the, the other first one. one? Yeah. What about our keeper in that game? 
Arnie Arison. Yeah. Very good. What so, what end had. of the city podcast quiz? <laughs> <laughs> what I was going on say, so Chris Doherty, who's Joe's dad, also got in touch and reminded him of one of Jacko's goals at Stratford. One of his, how did he score? Four. Four. Yeah, I think it was his fourth one. Was again. Yeah. So, so just fantastic goal oh, and, uh, uh, against Spurs. Against Spurs. Sorry. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, at White Hart Lane. So two great goals, but we needed them. We did. Um, our brand new iPhone app has been updated and is absolutely free at the iTunes store. It's a thing of beauty with all your shows there, videos, news. Download it and leave us a nice review. And all the links to our Facebook page, Twitter and details of our fantastic phone app are all at citypodcast.net. And you can join us on Facebook and Twitter, which is at citypodcast. Um, so, can we uh, just talk about the January transfer window? We talked about defenders, and we've kind of agreed that we definitely need at least one defender. Any other thoughts about... It's now open. Uh, I think there have been a couple of transfers announced today, not, not obviously not with City yet. What, what are we looking at? What, where do we think we need to strengthen? As, as Stuart says, we've, we've certainly got the money, despite the enormous amount of money we've spent on the badge. Um, we, we've got some money <laughs> left, Peter I think. Badge. Isco is, has been mentioned. Um, but with Benitez going and yeah, Zidane be. coming in... I don't think Isco will happen yeah, possibly in not. January. No, no, I don't think we'll do anything in January. No, Pellegrini's what, what, what said that. So no, not even central defenders? You're actually saying we need them, but actually we won't get them? Is I, don't, that what I don't think we will do any business in January. No. Really? Whether we need or not, I, I think the squad is, is good enough to get us to the end of the season. I don't think Pellegrini will be here next season. And therefore, I'm not sure the board will splash out lots of money on players who the next manager might not want. And also, January is a, not a good time to buy players. You're looking up for a world-class defender. There aren't any available in January. The only, the only thing I could think of is if somebody like Henrik Larsson, when he went to United, if that sort of experienced goal scorer, fairly risk-free, could come in and do a job for, yeah. for six months till the end of the season, I think that's an area we could do with. But I, I don't know who's out there. I, I don't think we'll do anything. We're just playing devil's advocate, which, as you know, is part of my job here. <laughs> uh, having said that, we all know that defensively, we don't know what company, you know, what is, yeah. when he's going to be back. We don't know how seriously he's injured. Uh, we have to have a centre-back. And money isn't an issue. So we, we, we buy him you know, every, every year anyway. Well, presumably, so. we spend a lot of money on Mangala. Because but he's we not, thought he not, would be the. Well, he's he's not, he, we, we know he's not. he was the best. But we know he's not at this available. stage. We know he's not. Is there an experienced central defender out there? Well, we've got one in Demichelis. If Demichelis <laughs> okay. was available, and there was someone on the market we could bring in for next to nothing, who's yes. thirty-five yeah. Yeah, and could yeah, do yeah, a job yeah. till the end of the season, that'd be fine. We've it? got one. Yeah, we have, but. Obviously, he's not in plans, is he? Before we move well, on we've to got Fernandinho, anyway. So. Before we move on to the next two games that we've got before the next podcast, can we just talk about the Leicester game quickly? I know not much happened; it was nil-nil. But can I say I was very, very disappointed at Leicester? Why? With, with Leicester, I thought they were so one-dimensional. It was like hoof it up, and that was it. I completely, completely agree. They, yeah, we're vulnerable. If you play two up front and go at us, yes, our centre backs get dragged out of position. We're vulnerable. They played one up front in Vardy, hoofed the ball up to him, which suits Mangala and suits Otamendi, or played the ball in behind. And even if Vardy got it, there was no one near him. It played right into our hands. I was staggered how negative they were. They were terrible. As, as for our performance, in isolation, it was a decent point. You know, with, with some injuries, not our, our best. 
going to a side away to a side near the top of the table it's an okay point but when you look at it over the past two months as part of our form then it's it's again the same issues occurring that we're toothless up front and we know Leicester now, you know, as we predicted, I think a number of weeks ago, you know, it's fantastic. They're going to stay up, which is fantastic. They but actually, they'll they'll peter out as they've started to do, and they'll finish seventh. I think I said a few weeks ago, and I think you went with six <laughs> or something. Yeah, they've done remarkably well, but they've peaked. So we're one step from Wembley, gentlemen. We have two a, steps. <laughs> very good. A two-legged semi-final in the Capital One Cup, starting uh, Wednesday night away at Everton. And I think it's Liverpool-Stoke in the other semi-final. So, uh, thoughts about that ahead of that uh, cup semi... Another cup semi-final another for one, the yeah. Super Blues. <laughs> um, it's going to be a, a toughish game with our form at present. You know, Everton are, are not a bad side. They, they haven't done as well as they should have done with the squad they've got. But, you know, if we get a, if we get a draw, I'll be very, very happy. There, there are games when Everton look irresistible yeah. for spells going forward. But... I think they've conceded more goals than anyone else at home in the league this season, something like that. They, they're they a bit up in the air at the minute. Good team, good players. Lukaku, we know, is a handful. And I'm not sure Mangala and Otamendi will look forward to playing against him three times in January. Yeah. But I think we, you'd probably take a draw there, I think, yeah. and they back were ourselves to win at home. Yesterday, um, they were outclassed in the first half by Tottenham. Who move the ball very rapidly and uh, they were all over the place. Everton. I guess it depends which City team turns up, doesn't yeah, it, really? If, yeah, we, yeah. if we play like the last 10 minutes that we did well, yeah. uh, at the Arsenal game and at the Watford game or whether we play the first 80 minutes. Thierry Henry made a very good point on TV. He said, when you, win a game, <laughs> when you win a game in those circumstances, when you've played really poorly or badly and then you score two great goals, you're like walking on air at the end of that game. You think you're invincible. And I think he might be right. That might be a turning point. Let's hope it is. Was it last season when we played West Ham in the semi-final of... We were already 8-0 up, we we up or something. 6-0 up after <laughs> the yeah. first leg. Well, we scored in the first minute as well. Brilliant. Which, uh, Go and yeah. do that again and you yeah. can take the second leg easily. <laughs> it was a bit... I remember, I was, I was at Upton Park. That was Park, the downfall the of Alvaro Negredo. It was. Terrible shoulder injury. Yeah, Very early on. He played Aguero and yeah. Negredo when you're 6-0 up effectively at half-time. You're absolutely right. No, it's a, it's a big, bad shoulder. Now. I remember we miss well. him. He was the big physical striker with a good yeah. touch and partner Better than Aguero. Better, better than Jekko. Better than Bonnie. Better Oof. than Bonnie. Better than Aguero. I think I know the answer to that question. Don't answer it. Uh, and then we've got another cup trip away to, uh, to Norwich uh, on Saturday. Um, our first go at the FA Cup. Yeah, not the first not, ever. Obviously, we've played in the FA Cup before. First time we've won season. it recently as well. And we have indeed. Not ideal to be drawn away at a Premier League team, but if you had to be drawn away at a Premier League team, Norwich would be fairly high up your list of yeah. priorities. Look, they're they're an okay team. We we should win. You'd be very disappointed if we didn't. They have improved recently, in Norwich. Uh, you know, they've got Ed Balls now. They have Ed Balls yeah. as chairman, eh? Absolutely. But any well, side that relies on Cameron Jerome should not be beating Manchester City. <laughs> well, the exciting news is we actually have got a free ticket uh, for the away end, for the, the City end, Man City end, that is, for the Norwich game on Saturday, uh, away, three o'clock kickoff. So if you're not following us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter and we'll put a, a message up there uh, at about the same time as this show going out. So follow us and retweet our message and we'll pick a winner at random. What is the podcast? 
handle on Twitter? Uh, I read it just a moment ago. It's at City Podcast. But thank you very much indeed, Mr. Allwise. Always on the ball. Um, so, gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Uh, happy New Year to you both. Happy Blue Year, as you would say. Indeed. And a happy New Year to everybody out there uh, in Cityland. Uh, we look forward to two cup competitions in the next week and we'll have those out of the way before we meet again in a week's time. This is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.